Welcome to episode 259 of the Active Photographer Podcast, your behind-the-scenes glimpse into the day-to-day life of a working professional photographer, with me, Giles Babbage. This week, you join me in the centre of Manchester, as I take a few minutes to reflect on this year's outdoor trade show. Now, once again, I recently headed off to this yearly event, which gives me a great opportunity to see many of the latest developments in the outdoors world, and of course, catch up with some of my colleagues. As ever, I had a great productive time, and in this episode, I'm talking about how the new venue fared, the logistics of my trip, the conversations I had with manufacturers, and of course, lots more besides. So welcome, one and all, to The Active Photographer, episode 259. It is just after half past 11 in the morning and as I record this it's a Friday and I'm stood in pretty much the middle of Manchester here in the UK which for me is a good few hours drive uh, up country. It's uh, a pretty long way. The reason I'm up here is because I have just had three days, well a total of five but three days at the show Uh, at the Outdoor Trade Show, which a lot of you know is a big event that I go to every year. It gives me the chance to connect with uh, manufacturers at the various uh, companies and brands that I have uh, dealings with, uh, a lot of the time for test review work, uh, but also, you know, sort of to do with opportunities for writing, photography and all that sort of thing. And to that end, there are a number of changes for me this year, which I uh, perhaps will elaborate on in a minute. So, as ever, I thought I would do a quick little uh, sort of rundown, a bit of a recap. And um, sort of the, the first, the, the major thing uh, for me this year was... Well, it's the venue, basically. Uh, those of you that have followed uh, my antics for a few years uh, and have listened to me talking about the outdoor trade show, you will know that usually, up until this year, the outdoor trade show for the last uh, good few years has been at a place called Stonely Park in Warwickshire. Now, for me, that's about two and a half hours' drive, and usually what I would do is I would... Uh, I would drive, usually in one go. Uh, on the first day, I'd rock up, I'd uh, pitch my hammock in a nice little quiet uh, corner, uh, and then I'd go and enjoy whatever time of the first day of the show was left. Usually between one and two hours, I'd get my, uh, I'd sign in, get any sort of paperwork, information, stuff that I might need, and then I'd go back, uh, once that was done, I'd go back and relax and look forward to the rest of the show. Well, of course, this time it's up in Manchester, and so logistically it has been a lot more uh, involved. I've had to think about the travel, I've had to think about accommodation as well, so it's actually cost me um, more this time uh, just for no other reason than because of that. So what I did is I was looking at the costs of what it would be for me to drive. Now, 
I am more than happy to drive all the way up country. I've done it, you know, multiple times and I drive, you know, I'll go all around the country with my work. But uh, it's very, very hot around here at the moment in the UK and the thought of sitting in the car for seven hours, mm, you know, not, not ideal. I, I, I would have done it and had one or two stops along the way. But when I looked at the cost for the fuel, that was, you know, a bit of a, a bit of a no-no, I have to say. So what I did is I looked around, and in this country we've got um, a thing called the called Megabus. Now in America, I don't know what the equivalent is. I guess is it Greyhound? It's sort of um, Megabus is like an independent uh, sort of branch of. Um, I think it's... Oh, I'm going to get this wrong. It's either National Express or Stagecoach, uh, an operating company here in the UK. But basically, long-distance uh, coaches or buses. So what I did is I had a look around, and it worked out that each way it was going to be £14, or £14.99, pence, which compared to a three-figure sum and a substantial three-figure sum just on fuel, that really appealed to me. And I thought, you know what, if I've got seven hours there, seven hours back, uh, that would give me a really good opportunity to actually get on with some work. The thought of sitting for seven hours and not not working solid necessarily, but, you know, just pacing myself. Um, I'm under deadline for some features at the moment, so that's, uh, you know, good working time. That was my first consideration. Then I had to think about where, uh, where I was going to stay. I looked at the cost of hotels and everything seemed to be pretty expensive. Um, there were some sort of cheaper options, but for one reason or another, that they weren't options for me. So what I did, I thought, just, just for fun, let's have a look at the Youth Hostel. So Youth Hostel Association have um, you know, nice, uh, low-cost accommodation, you know, beloved by um, uh, travellers, people visiting city centres, or not even city centres, just people visiting uh, the country. A lot of you will know that when I did the Mind Over Mountains um, event uh, with my friend Alex Staniforth, uh, a couple of months or so ago um, we stayed at a place called the Skidor Bunkhouse which is a youth hostel association uh, hostel I will link to the show notes uh, link in the show notes to uh, recording that surrounds that but um, so I looked around and there's there's a, a YHA right in the centre of Manchester and I forget exactly but I think equally I think it was about 14 or 17 pounds a night something like that so i booked <clears throat> uh because of the the length of the journey to get up here it's a three-day show i actually traveled on this occasion traveled the day before um wrote, arrived about half three uh sorry half two in the afternoon and then you know i was i was already in place ready to enjoy the show um so I booked the first night, and then uh, that was the Monday. Then they didn't have anything for the Tuesday, so or they they had sort of like um, uh, they had options, but again, for one reason or another, I it didn't fit what I needed. So I stayed the first night, and then my good friend Alex Staniforth, who is based up in Chester. 
um, he said, well, look, why don't you come and stay with me uh, for the night? And we'll have dinner, have a catch-up, because it's very rare that apart from on sort of email and, and Twitter or uh, Instagram mostly, we don't really get to have a proper good old natter and a catch-up. So I did that, and so this, this week, <laughs> this is the thing, there has been a lot of travelling for me, um, which on a very on very hot days, and I've I've got a backpack with me because normally I'd leave stuff in the car, uh, or even when I'm travelling, often I'll just have a little roller suitcase, and you know for one reason or another, it just I had to go with a backpack. Um, so there's you know it's been a lot more strenuous. I don't mean to say that it's not been pleasurable. It's just been uh, much more involved, much more strenuous um, for those reasons. And um, so I stayed with, with Alex, that was great. And then in the morning, I sort of headed off to the first day. Um, and then I, I ultimately also stayed uh, with Alex again last night. So I stayed at the, the hostel again on the, on the Wednesday um, because they didn't have the, uh, the opportunity to stay on the Tuesday. Uh, and, and so, yeah, it's, so it's been basically five days rather than three. Uh, I've had two nights at the hostel, two nights with Alex... Um, and do you know what it was so good to catch up and we talked about everything from work to um, family stuff uh, the show what he's got going on I picked up a few contacts for him along the way so we shared those it's just been really really nice the show itself has been I would say now I've been going to the show you know i looked at a, a previous email with a particular company we were talking about the past and certainly i was there in 2013 but i think i seem to recall that maybe a year or two before that as well so i've been going for you know a fair while but this has been the most enjoyable most productive show so far the venue whilst not so convenient for me because of everything I've just spoken about it's a better venue it feels nicer inside it's yeah a lot of the people that go to the show are not photographers and writers they are retail um, uh, a lot of them are retailers so they basically go to the show to speak to the manufacturers the manufacturers talk them through the the products that they have on offer and like so now they're talking about the 2019 range as well um and you know they put in their orders and you know discuss opportunities and all the stuff that concerns them but it was just so much better this year i've come away with so many more leads so many more um kind of like tentative things where people have said oh you know we've you know, been thinking about photography or we're just about to you know um sort of push a bit harder we're going to need some photography and um that sort of thing now i think that there are two reasons for this uh, and this is a business thing <laughs> for me in the past i've always my way into these shows the, the the way that i present myself has been through if you look at my name badge it says giles babbage the active photographer so people were very familiar with the active photographer uh, should we say brands um they you know and they they they, they would you first meet them say oh hi you know, and then you see them kind of looking at your name badges ah the active photographer and i say yeah the active photographer is da 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 and i explain it and i'll say well you know because i'm a photographer and writer as well that, that's what it's based on you know behind the scenes um whereas this year i 
and the organisers know me anyway, so it's not sort of confusing. It doesn't interrupt the pattern or anything. Um, it said Giles Babbage photography and or photographer, and um, that was my opening. Uh, gambit when I sort of introduce myself I say oh I'm a commercial and editorial photographer and writer you know the, the, the photography is to do with PR marketing you know representing the brand you know getting the message out blah 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 the writing is uh, feature uh, articles blah 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 um, I also have this website called the active photographer and this is behind the scenes and the podcast and the reviews and blah 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 so that was that was kind of like a a secondary that played second uh fiddle this year but you know what i didn't miss out on any of the conversations that i have had in previous years where people are saying oh okay so you know do you think this product is something that you would use or could we show you this and you know if we sent you something for review would you be able to you know take a look at it and that sort of thing so actually it was for me that was i'll be honest it was a bit of a bold move um not because at all that i sort of question my abilities or what i do but because you know you get in a pattern you think that you know that's the the approach that's what people expect you to go there oh Giles Babbage the active photographer hi how are you how's how's your year been you know whereas you know that the they're aware of the name it's again it's presenting your brand and I wanted to be this year I wanted to be much more focused on pushing myself (coughs) excuse me pushing myself as a photographer and writer in their minds as opposed to just someone that they could um send some kit to to be reviewed <coughs> excuse me i had a little uh, snack bar just now and there's a, a little bit in my throat i think um so yeah so you know different approach so the the getting here the staying here and the way i presented myself initially uh at the show was it's, it's all it's a little bit different um but you have to do this you know you have to uh it's a it's an organic process you know you you kind of you twist and turn and you kind of you you shape your business and and your activities as you as you go along you know what you're aiming to do the sort of people you're aiming to work with um i'm actually in a, a in a situation at the moment with my business where i'm kind of like really pushing and developing um certain areas it's not something i'm going to go into but you know i'm kind of like investing in myself essentially not not just in the business so i'm not talking about uh you know people would often think oh yeah is he going to get um hire an office or is he going to you know look to build a studio so nothing like that i'm investing in me because if you don't invest in yourself in whatever way you know it can be a slippery slope there's a wonderful expression and that is uh, people will say fit your own oxygen mask first so if you think in terms of when you're on an airplane if there's some sort of a problem and the airplane's kind of in trouble yeah the, the oxygen masks come down now if you try to help other people which is of course is very instinctive um if you haven't sorted yourself out you're going to get in trouble by trying to sort other people out you need to take care of yourself first because if you don't you're not going to be able to help others so this is why i invest a lot of time in myself for reading every day my one chapter a day 
Uh, I go to the uh, do my exercise uh, three times a week. Um, you know, it's, it's something that I very consciously have been working on, and I've just uh, turned it up a few notches. And I'm going to be over the the next few months really, really knuckling down to this. Maybe in the future. I will talk a bit about it. It's quite... Uh, um, well, it's not something that I'm kind of prepared to talk about at the moment. But you never know. You never know. So, yeah. So, let's talk about the actual people and things that I did there. Uh, a lot of you will want to know about kits. Well, there hasn't really been a lot of kit. I've got the uh, the Vango Force 10... GR3540 backpack which is on review I'm going to be this coming week I'm going to be writing a kind of initial thoughts stroke 80% complete review on it because I've used it a lot from everything from day trips to you know like this I'm sort of carrying it all across Manchester you know I had to take buses every morning and trains and all sorts um, to get to the centre it was at a place called Event City was the the, uh, exhibition space um, <clears throat> so I didn't bring a camera I actually didn't take that many pictures uh, to be fair and those that I did take were taken on my iPhone um, I had a box of business cards for those of you that are interested about uh, interested to get business cards or are looking for a supplier for many years I've used a company called Moo Moo.com like Moo as in cow Um brilliant you know the the, the, the response from my cards i haven't changed the design on that for a few years now um all i have done is i have um removed i had an old phone number which i no longer require on there and i think i included uh, in the in in place of that i actually put my at giles babbage um <clears throat> sort of social media um tag in there because uh, that's such a big part of what I do now. Um, so I had my business cards, had a notebook. I've got my uh, my laptop, um, cables, chargers, all that sort of thing. And then you know, apart from that, I've got clothes and wash kit and uh, <laughs> all that uh, s- sort of thing. I've got uh, bottles of water. I had lunch. I made lunch to, to bring with me. Uh, I've just bought some to take with me on the way back. Um, what else? Change of clothes. I had you know, a shirt for every day and some, you know, I suppose you'd call it smart casual. They're kind of like smarter jeans. Um, I mean, at the moment, I'm in jeans, uh, sorry, I'm in shorts, T-shirt and sandals at the moment because it's so hot and more comfortable for the return journey. So, you know, I had to iron those and all that because they were going to get completely crumpled in uh, in my bag. Um but that's really all I've had. Now, on the way back here, I've got a couple of um, sort of like promotional tote bags which are absolutely rammed with uh, promotional uh, gifts that, or um, samples that companies have given me to have a look at. And there's um, brochures and a few magazines in there. Uh, you know, so that, that's the limitation of, of my uh, kit. It's my approach to these events usually kind of follows an um an accidental pattern i guess and it's just what's it's the method that seems to work for me so 
these events you know some of them I go for one day but something like this especially if I'm traveling that far I'll always I'll never get around everything in one day and often I won't get it around everything in two days so this is a three-day event so what I did the first day um, I subconsciously have kind of like um, an A list and a B list a type people that I want to see so for example I had made an appointment um, to go and catch up with the folks at Van Gogh because they want to hear how well I mean they, they know how I'm getting on with the stuff because I post about it on social media and stuff all along but um, you know we're talking about the specifics of the, the the backpack and tents I use and this that and the other and they wanted to show me new stuff and say well you know what what would you like you know what can we send you this time or what's what's going on what events uh, you know what assignments where are you off to and all, all this so I have people that I, ha- I make uh, appointments with. Uh, I then have people that are, you know, don't necessarily make appointments, but I'm, you know, I've worked with them for a long time. For example, people like Paramo, who, um, you know, do all waterproof clothing. If you're not aware of these companies, don't worry, I will link to them in the show notes. And then once those are covered you know I just I, I'm rubbish at these events I don't look at a map of the show I don't I never get my bearings right I just kind of mindlessly wander and think oh yeah I, re- I recognise this corner and oh this is someone else I haven't seen yet so I kind of walk around uh, like that and you know stuff that kind of think oh that looks interesting I'll go and see them others I think oh that okay oh, maybe I'll, I'll come back to that later and what happens is the first day I get most of the like main people um, main brands covered then the second day you know I, I go to like my B list if you will uh, and then the final day by the, fi- like, by the final day this year I'd basically seen everyone apart from maybe four companies that I <clears throat> had thought I might want to talk to and so I kind of like you know swung by had a chat and as I say this year it was about photography and the interesting thing is two things happened one because I hate hard sell so one um, the people were saying oh do you know what um, yeah I'll, I'll take your card I'll pass it on to our marketing people because you know we're, we're thinking about photography at the moment like I didn't even mention it I just said completely as a non-leading uh, introduction just said oh, I'm a photographer this is what I do and the pictures are used, you know, for this for promotion and all the rest of it. Um, the other thing is, and this was quite, uh, you know, nice surprise. I introduced myself through photographer as a photographer, and I say I, for example, with camping, I do everything from hammocks to bivvies and tarps and big family camping trips for magazines and whatnot. Um, and they say, oh, do you do review work as well then? So that was kind of interesting. So, I, you know, that was where I felt quite not smug. I felt quite pleased with myself that. <clears throat> having changed the 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 uh, the label that I gave myself from just Giles Babbage the active photographer.com to Giles Babbage photographer writer um you know I didn't lose out so that was really really nice um what else can I tell you I mean it has been three very busy days on my feet uh it's a great for me it is a great networking opportunity there are so many people within the outdoors industry who i regularly talk to them on social media uh and some of them i have email contacts as well um 
and a lot of them are so well respected within the industry um, you know and, and I like to think that I'm, I'm on a par with them and yeah this is going to sound terrible because I, I hate sort of uh, bigging myself up but you know I, I am known in the industry and um, you know I can go and talk to these people and they say oh yes I, I know you or yeah, yeah it's nice to finally meet you and it's not like they think that I'm this up and coming uh, outdoors uh, wannabe it's, I, I can hold my own and they respect me for that which is lovely say so sometimes it's the same for everyone you kind of think you know you meet certain people and you're somewhat in awe of them because of the you know the feats or the work that they have achieved in their careers um but um i, I i'll give you an example on the the wednesday evening so the, the the show finished at uh on tuesday and wednesday it finished at six and yesterday uh the thursday it finished at three so on the wednesday they have um, a party so you get your ticket and that gives you um, a voucher for a pie and a pint. And there was also a promotional um, thing. There was like, um, uh, I think it was a, a camelback, camelback maker, uh, sort of uh, bladders so you can put your drink in and it goes in your backpack and then you sort of have a tube to drink through so it's like hands-free. Um, <clears throat> they do cups and things as well. So there are these lovely like stainless steel uh, mugs that will keep your drink cold for like eight, you know, long, long time. And so that one of those is chucked in as well. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, I was sat there talking to a very nice chap, uh, John, from um, a company called Firepot. They make um, uh, d- uh, dehydrated camping uh, and like expedition meals. I've, I'll link to the test and review uh, about that lovely lovely chap I get on very well with him um anyway so he and I were walking from the show to the like the foyer bit where the <clears throat> the sort of party was going to be there was a live band and everything and we were just looking for somewhere to sit down it wasn't too crowded at that point and I look across and there was a young man called Alex Roddy who is a uh, an outdoors writer and photographer and you know I talk to Alex a lot like through the week I'm always you know liking his pictures commenting sort of you know following up uh, conversations all this sort of thing and blow me down he was sat there and it was just we we narrowly missed each other at last year's show and because he's like so far up the country and i'm so far down the country there's it's very unlikely that we our paths are going to cross in real life but i I said oh alex hi it's like wow it's amazing so we, we kind of basically sat down and just as i was kind of preparing to to sit down and John was with me and I kind of like gave him an introduction because um, Alex is the uh, online editor for the Great Outdoors magazine um, TGO and he had actually uh, I think reviewed I don't know whether it was for TGO or whether it was um, for his own uh, website he had reviewed some of uh, John's food and um, so yeah I introduced him so that was nice I always liked uh, connecting people and I was just sitting down, and right there was um, uh, TGO's uh, gear editor, Chris Townsend, who, you know, we've had conversations, like, more and more over the last few months. You know, he and I have been talking, and I've never met him. Now, in the industry, industry Chris is a bit of a, you know, he's a very well-known character. Lovely chap. Um, but, you know, I was able to sit down with him, and then I was introduced to um, sort of the pub- some of the publishing team from the... the 
you know the publishing house that uh, produces TGO. So it was like the networking was was you know the opportunities are wonderful. But you know we we sat there and um, had a few drinks and that was really good. And then we were basically the the last ones there. We we were asked to you know uh, sorry guys we're going to have to close the uh, going to have to close the building. Could you please make your way out? So we did that and then. Um, a photographer friend of mine was doing a shoot in Manchester as it happens so um, he asked me where I was staying and where I was and I met up with him in uh, in the bar for a couple of drinks at his, the hotel where he's staying then I went back to the YHA and you know that ended up being a very long night because I ended up chatting to a very nice Canadian uh, chap at the hostel and so I ended up going to bed about uh, two, three o'clock in the morning, something like that. Something like that. I didn't drink loads. I'm not a big drinker, but um, you know, it's um, it's things like that. Like the net. When I when I go to these things, and this is for those of you that might be thinking about doing similar uh, events connected with the sort of work that you do. Um, if you're a naturally shy person like I am. Um, it can be the, the the easy option is to think, oh yeah, I, I ought to go and sort of like introduce myself, or maybe, maybe I should go out to this party thing. Um, and the, the natural instinct might be, oh no, I'm, I'm just going to not. And you tell yourself all the excuses: that I'll be back late, I need to be up in, in the morning, um, I don't know anyone, you know, whatever the the reasoning might be. <clears throat> but for me, two things happen. <laughs> I'm not like I said, I'm not a big drinker, but I drink. I drink more over the course of the days that I'm away doing these shows or I, even if I'm doing a shoot and I have to stay overnight and you know you go to, you have a meal in the restaurant uh, with a client uh, of an evening and stuff um you know I I don't I don't kind of hold back I just let myself get immersed in it and because the opportunities are there I, you know I, I had with the when we sat down there with the, the folks from TGO I, I had my bag with me I had my business card so I gave out uh, my card and, and there are some more opportunities through other publications um, with that publishing house uh, which we've got to talk about so he uh, they actually said you know you're a, you know because they're aware of me of course and they're saying that you're a really good fit with some some of our other titles um, you know really would like to talk to you about um, you know what what you might do be able to do for us um, so there's that and like I say, I kind of, I don't drink lots. When I'm at home, I, like, I have more to drink on these trips than hand on heart I probably have in five months at, at home. I'm just not a big drinker. I never get drunk. Um, I don't, don't like the feeling. I don't see the point more, more than anything. But, you know, so this is the thing, you know, this this episode has been a bit of a recap um, about the show, telling you where I am, what I'm up to. But you know, so many. And I was talking about this uh, to people. So many photography podcasts, and and some of you may have found this. So many of them are about you know here's a message from our sponsor and hey what's in the photography news today and you know and it's very self-indulgent where the photographer if it's a kind of like a a how-to or um about me type um podcast it will be shouting about how great they are and what amazing kit they're using and 
you know, if you've listened to me for any length of time, you will know that that's just not my style. It's much more down to earth, and I, I just want to kind of give give you an overview of the realities of the stuff you have to do where you have to go and I, I yeah I don't get it all right all the time it's very hard work and some stuff I try and it costs me time and money and I think do you know what why didn't that work you know and I, I get a little bit fed up and but you pick yourself up and you carry on um so it's going to round things off because it is now coming up to 10 past 12 um so I'm going to head back I'm, I'm down a sort of like a there's a main road directly in front of me and I'm just sort of, sort of down the side of a, a building just in, in the shade. Um, and a short walk away from me is the terminus where I'm catching the Megabus home. So at this rate, it's, it's uh, 10 to 1 is the bus. So I will be back around about uh, tonight, back home about quarter past 8, something like that depending on whether my uh, connections I've got to get a train at the other end um, hopefully that won't be delayed it, you know, if it is uh, or is cancelled it's not too late that there won't be any um, other trains coming that's always a worrying thing don't want to have to you know, get a taxi all the way back or you know, even worst case scenario if, if that wasn't the option sort of find out somewhere to stay anyway that would just be silly being so close to home so yes yeah, so I'm going to head back um, I've got like I said I've got a number of um, I've got a guest blog post to write for a website I've got uh, a feature deadline coming up in four days time uh, for camping magazine uh, and I've also got to arrange other trips and things so loads to do I'm going to really have to hit the ground running um, you know sort of the, I might get a couple of bits done the, you know this weekend but certainly the beginning of next week but yeah, I just wanted to give an overview. I know a lot of you like to hear sort of about the other stuff that isn't just uh, photography. You know, isn't just here I am taking pictures. Rest assured, there will be more of that coming up shortly. Um, but you know, always like to get the balance for you. So kind of a lot covered in this one I guess um, if you have any questions about anything I've uh, discussed anything about the business of being freelance um, the, the you know the logistical bit the issues of, of travel or um, you know oh I've just thought of someone that <laughs> this is the other thing you you when you try you, you know the YHA is beloved by people, like I say, in the outdoors industry. And actually, someone that stood there, uh, someone that was staying there one night, um, is a chap called Alan Hinks, who I'm not even going to do him a disservice. Just I, I'll put a link to him on the website. He is a big name in mountaineering uh, and in this country. Just, just, just look him up. I sat and had breakfast with him yesterday morning and it was lovely because we've been on our, our each other's radars for a while and it just gave me a chance to talk to him. <laughs> it was lovely, most random sort of um, bumped, into, um, bumped into him at uh, one o'clock in the morning as I was getting back to the hotel. <laughs> and then, uh, then we had uh, breakfast before he went one way and I went the other way uh, the following morning. Anyway, there we go, just another aside. So, like I say, if you've got anything you'd like to know, any questions you'd like to ask me, of course, do let me know. But for now, I will leave it there.
sure to keep an eye out for updates as I share news of various developments as they happen. You can check out all the show notes to this and other week's shows at theactivephotographer.com. If you'd like to get in touch directly, don't forget I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Giles Babbage. There's the Facebook page, facebook.com slash theactivephotographer. Or, of course, send me a good old-fashioned email, giles at theactivephotographer.com. So thanks for listening, everyone. Take care, have a great week, and I will speak to you all very soon.